Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. My name is Eric Smith, one of the two hosts for the podcast. Alongside me, I have Jamal Lawrence here. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Uh, we're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Um, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Colts cast. Today's topic is going to be the impact of Stefan Gilmore and the addition to the Indianapolis Colts. Jamal, you you just want to go down his his accolades and awards? What yeah, what I mean, the Colts just got this offseason? Yeah, I mean, we're talking someone who's been doing it for years, doing it since he was in college. You know, we we take a look back to everything he's done starting in 2009 back at the University of South Carolina, you know, of course, both of us Carolina alumni. Oh, we, yeah. we got we got love it. We got to love that. Starting back in 2009, he won college freshman uh, All-American, you know. From there, looking over his career, he's Super Bowl champion, uh, two-time first team All-Pro in 2018 and 2019, five-time Pro Bowler in 2016 and consecutively from 2018 to 2021, uh, NFL interception co-leader in 2019. Also reigned in that NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. And as much as we don't like the Patriots out here for the Colts, you know, he's a part of that Patriots <laughs> 2010 All-Decades team, and we know how good they were during that time frame. So we can't deny him. Top two defense, top three defense, however Easily. you want to argue it, they they were. They just were. Um, I, I do want to touch on Defensive Player of the Year. Like, I think people... I don't know if people see the the impact of Stefan Gilmore. We're getting a player that I think we he's what is he signed to uh, a two year twenty three million dollar contract. Yep, for fourteen million guaranteed. Um, that doesn't even rank in the top fifteen uh, highest paid contracts for cornerbacks this year. So you're getting a player who was the twenty nineteen defensive player of the year. That's that's a few years ago. And he beat out players like T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, uh, Cameron Jordan. He he beat out a lot of people, and you don't see those awards being given to cornerbacks. Yeah, I think it, I think uh, one thing I read said there's only one, been four in the past forty years to win, and he's been one of them. So I mean, that speaks for itself, right there. Yeah, it's very rare. But yeah, just I think the Colts are going to get tremendous value out of Stephon Gilmore. I I just he doesn't even have to play to his 2019 level. That would be the upside. If he does, kudos to the Colts because that secondary is going to be top five. But even if we get three fourths of what that was, I mean, we're it's going to be scary. I I agree. I agree. You know, and and we'll talk about this later on. You know, in, in later episodes, but. Uh, Gus Bradley walking into the building there, the way he runs his defense, I, I think it just sets Gilmore up for success. Like you said, we can afford to take that three quarters of him uh, with, with the defense we're going to have walking in the door. So I'm, I'm truly excited for it. Yeah. And uh, I know you were touching on some of his college stats. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to that 2009 true freshman, you know, it's a young buck walking on the field, came out 52 tackles, five tackles for a loss, two sacks nine uh, pass defended against him, all as a true freshman. You know, just taking a look at his career stats at Carolina, 140 solo tackles, 41 assisted, 181 total, 15 tackles for a loss, seven sacks, eight interceptions, and a touchdown. So I just want to say he started, I believe, every game as a true freshman. Yes. Yeah, that's 
you know, that's also rare. He, oh man, and in a tough SEC division. I mean, come on, right? Like he's he's earning all SEC, all freshman SEC. Uh, he's he was a monster in college. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, it transitioned for him right right into the draft. You know, we take a look uh, when all his college stats, you know, plus his his combine, he was ranked the number two cornerback uh, prospect in the draft. And, of course, you know, we all know he ended up going in the first round, number 10 to the Bills as the number two cornerback who was drafted that year. So from college out through his combine, it, it all stayed clear for him. Yeah, uh, started his career with the Bills. I think uh... – one of the biggest things is he improved on a lot of weaknesses coming out of the draft. Uh, they said he wasn't a great, you know, in press coverage. And now he's probably one of the best press corners in the NFL. Um, things like that. Uh, I mean, he already had track speed. He, he ran a four, four, I believe uh, in the 40 yard dash. He had incredible leaps, 36 inch vertical, um, so he had the he has he has the physical traits he has the speed he has the instincts he he has everything you want in a cornerback um, really good size probably not he's not like Jalen Ramsey size at like two ten but he yeah. he has he has really good size um, I I think this is the most important addition uh, for or I won't say the most important but the best addition for the Colts this offseason. I know a lot of people will say Matt Ryan. Because quarterback is the most important position, but I just think the value at what you're getting Stefan Gilmore at, I I think it's unbeatable. You know, I, I agree, you know, and, and and like I've said before, I feel like he's that missing link. You know, of course we've had our injuries, you know, and and we understand that even, you know, Rocky Sin, he did he did a pretty good job for us last year. Of course, we we traded him out. Um and Gilmore, I mean, like you said, for the value, it, it's there. Isn't 2019 wasn't that long ago? That was only three years ago. Right. You know, if we want to compare. We say that that Matt Ryan's, you know, the the biggest thing for us. He was the MVP. I think it was in 2016. I believe it was. And so we're still riding that wave. We think that's six years ago. 2019 was only three years ago. So I mean, it, he's a steal. <laughs> yeah, you got that absolutely right. Um. Speaking of when he got drafted, because he got drafted tenth overall, correct? Right. Yeah. Some of the notable picks uh, that that was the year Andrew Luck got drafted first overall. Oh yeah. Um, but there were a lot of Pro Bowlers that came out of this this draft. It was it was a pretty good draft. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Luke Keekley, uh, Chandler Jones, Dante Hightower, Melvin Ingram, another South Carolina player. Oh yeah. Um, I did not know Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round. Uh, but he he went in the 2012 draft. Uh, Bobby Wagner, Alshon Jeffrey, another South Carolina player. Another uh, one. <laughs> so full of, full of South Carolina players. But th- this draft was just it looks really good on paper. Um, but to get into his NFL stats, he has had 427 tackles over his career, six forced fumbles, uh, three fumble recoveries, uh, which I think is going to be huge. Just because, you know, Darius Leonard, you know, he likes to force a lot of fumbles. He punches the ball out like nobody's business. It's unbelievable how good he's at. He's good yeah, at he's – so th- this is a great fit. Um, 116 pass deflections, 27 interceptions, two defensive touchdowns. Um, of course, uh, I think people – just playing devil's advocate – people will say, you know, he's kind of declining 
uh, since that 2019 Defensive Player of the Year season, which I would also argue that, I mean, the bar was set the highest if you compare it back then. But in 2019, he allowed 49% uh, completion rate, uh, one touchdown, and he had six interceptions, and he allowed a 47.4 passer rating. It's just Nuts. elite. <laughs> it's just, I mean, that that's that's elite as you can get. But in the years 2020 and 2021 combined, it looks like he allowed four touchdowns, only had three interceptions, uh, and then allowed a 91.2 passer rating. But we do have to remember he was injured a lot during that time. Uh, I'm pretty sure he played through some of those injuries. Uh, they, you know, leading into the 2020 season, injuries weren't a big concern for Stefan Gilmore. But since then, it's definitely affected his play. Uh, October 20, uh, 2020, he had a knee strain, missed three games. Uh, December of that same year, that's when he tore his quad and missed the remainder of the year. Uh, got put on the pup list. Uh, then in 2021, November, he had a finger dislocation. He played through that, though. And then December 2021, he had that groin strain. Uh, and I think he only played eight games with the Panthers last year. Yeah, and I think he actually only started three of those games. So it wasn't yeah. even, he wasn't even touching the field. Or excuse me, he wasn't starting a lot. He didn't touch the field the entire time. But when he was on the field, he did exceptionally well. Uh, I know PFF had his coverage grade pretty high in some of those weeks. So when he's on the field, he's 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 a stud. There's just I I, I love this I, I love this addition. I you know I agree. I mean, again we 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 talk about it over and over, but well look what he's walking into. He's gonna be walking into a much better defense than what he had in Carolina. You know he's coming in with players. We got Pro Bowl players. Uh, we got Darius Leonard, All Pro, DeForest Buckner, All Pro, Kenny Moore, Pro Bowl selection. Who's I mean just being a breakout. And of course, you know, we got the return of Julian Blackman, who's put up, he was putting up mm-hmm. major numbers before his injury. And, uh, it, I mean, those stats he had, he, you know, in those 21 games, he had two interceptions, one forced fumble, 76 combined tackles, 14 of those being assists. I mean, that shows you right there. He, when Blackman's on the field, he's all over the place. And five tackles for a loss. I mean, if, if I'm Gilmore, I would love the thought of knowing that everyone is doing their job. You know, one one thing that you always talk about when it comes to sports is do your job and take care of what you need to and let the rest take care of itself. And I mean, these are just examples of what we have on the field, who's ready to come out and just do their job, which is going to allow Gilmore to go out and do his job. Right. I, I see the Colts having, and and I'm being optimistic here, but a top five defense potentially. I like that. I, I know we're, we're replacing Rocky Sin with Stefan Gilmore. Uh, Julian Blackman's coming back from injury. I mean, Kenny Moore is going to be on the other end of the field. Pro bowler. It's just, I mean, there's too too much talent here. Uh, and we just have to see if Gus Bradley will execute that very well with them. Yeah, you know, I, again, like I said, we'll definitely go a little bit more into depth with Gus Bradley. But one thing that we do know, based off of looking at film from him and just him over the years, he cares about that D-line. He doesn't really have a high blitz rate. So that means we're going to have a lot of most of our our backs and our our linebackers staying at home, which means we don't have to worry about if if Gilmore is a little, you know, a little shaky or he has a little injury or something. If he's playing a little off, right? he's not going to be too concerned with it because we're going to have everybody in their place to still be at home and and taking care of business. So I – 
I really, I really like, I like the setup we have for him walking into this. Just in conclusion, I, I think Gilmore just has elite man coverage skills inside, outside. I mean, he can play different zone coverages. He's and, and Colts are in win now mode, right? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we, <laughs> except for the, <laughs> when we went to the Jaguars and lost, but <laughs> clown town. They're, they're, yeah. Clown town. But we, we have Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. We have Stefan Gilmore added. Uh, we, we added, we had a good draft. We, it's just, I think Stefan Gilmore is just that good, uh, at the value we got him at. Um, and it, it just, it's just wait and see to see if Gus Bradley can, can use him very well. Yeah. You know, and I fully agree with what you're saying. I mean, like just thinking about Gus Bradley when he was with the Raiders last year, just last year, his blitz percentage was 12%. Uh, I believe it was 12%, which is the lowest in the league. I mean, and, and he, he cares about that defensive line. You know, he does, which is we look at our draft. We had two defense tackles come in. We traded. Um, you send for Ngakwe, another defense alignment, you know. So it's just showing that we, we're kind of fitting his needs, and we have that much confidence with Gilmore coming in. Kind of as we talked about earlier, if if a quarterback is going to be afraid to throw against Gilmore, then they have to worry about Kenny Moore, you know, right. who, who's who's going to be right there. They got to worry about Blackman, who's going to be Another stepping down. Yeah, exactly. Just, it's yeah. Blackman's going to be stepping down. They got to worry about the maniac coming through and, and running through the line and, and ripping the ball out. So I mean, it's like a team can't even focus strictly on just Gilmore now. They got to focus on everyone who's going to be coming back out there. So right, it's it's just a great situation. Colts on paper, it, to me, have one of the best defenses on paper. Yeah. Um, we'll see if it actually happens, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Uh, just one thing I hope the Colts can uh, continue on is they were, they were tied for first in takeaways per game at 1.9, only with Dallas and Tampa Bay. Wow. So that's impressive. Um, I mean, that's, we're talking to getting two takeaways per game. That's that's really good. So hopefully the Colts can keep that up. I think Stephon Gilmore will add the add to uh, add to that. <laughs> so we'll see. But I think that that really wraps it up. Stephon Gilmore, huge impact. Going to be my my guy that I look to in a year to say this is why the Colts got so much better. Uh, my favorite addition to the Colts. Don't know about you, Jamal, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think. I mean, kind of like you said earlier, he's a great addition for the price, the value, and what he brings. I mean, I can't ask for anything more. And like I said, he's coming off that that 2019 Defensive Player of the Year only three years ago. Only one player gets that award. One player, one player. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. So I'm excited. I, I do. I definitely think he's going to be the, yeah. the best one we got. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in uh, to our second episode of the Colts Cast. Uh, we release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you get your podcast on. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to give you more Indianapolis Colts content. Thanks, Take guys. Care. Have a good one.